How much do you think Kyle weighs? Oh, I hate these questions. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna offend him because he needs you're to be. You're gonna this. So yeah. yeah. No, you like almost 30 kilograms off. Really? Yes, I weigh 90. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Carl, thanks for your time. Uh, this is super cool. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I think like even before you made the Olympics and then went on to the final, I was a fan. Um, that sounds so stalkery, jeepers. <laughs> it's not meant that way. But I, uh, I just sort of saw something i can't remember exactly where i saw you throw for the first time or is it put what is the correct is it I throw or put you throw it you don't put a put you know what i'm saying it just sounds weird um but i just thought like who's that that dude like geez dude like i just liked your attitude i was like because you always never seem to be happy with yourself when you're competing i know that's something that will change but it's always like you feel you can throw it further. Is, is that right? Well, that's, that's normal, I think, for athletes. You can't be satisfied with your performances ever. Um, so I think, feel that's pretty normal. And especially when you're young, you, you still want to be better. I think when I'm world champion one day at a senior level or I start competing to become a world champion, then I'll, I'll start smiling after performances. Okay. But, but at the moment, I'm still uh, quite away from that. So, so I'll have to be unhappy for a while. But you have been a world champion before. You've been a junior world champion. Um, that must feel good. That's like some credibility. That's like on the CV, there's world champion. You know what I mean? That, but uh, well, it was 2018, right? Yeah, that was 2018. I think the, my first year in university. Mm -hmm. So that was a world junior championship. It was a lighter weight as well. So so it's hard comparing that to a senior shot sure. put. And the transition takes a couple of years. I, I didn't think that because young and ignorant at the yeah. time. But it takes maybe five or six years to, get in, uh, to become a senior shot putter and just build your strength to where, to where you, you're strong enough to throw that 7.2 ball. Break it down for me because uh, there's the 5 kgs and you've got a 27.3 here that was 2.2016. And then there's a 6 kg in 2018 that was in Finland, uh, the 22.07. Uh, and then you go up to the 21.21, 21, uh, which is the different weights. Yes, that's a senior weight. So when you start shot put as a, a lighty, are you in at five kgs or lighter no, no, than think, that? So I started when I was nine years old. Yeah. So I wanted to do sprints, but they chased me away there. <laughs> so they, 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 they got it wrong, man. Shot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did feel like I could have given a Kanye a go, but <laughs> so, um, so they, they sent me to the shop put and then I just started when I was nine. So I think it's a two kilogram ball. And believe it or not, I only won my first national title at the age of 17. So when I was in grade 11. Um, that's when I won my first national title. So all these young guys always coming through, throwing well when they're young. Mm. Um, people always think automatically you become a good senior shot putter. And I feel like that's completely opposite. You want to develop later in your career and later in life because the ball gets heavier yeah. each year. So with the 2K, I wasn't great. I always went to the um, South African Championships, mm -hmm. but I never placed or anything. So my first time placing was under 15, which is grade 9. I think I threw low 17s, which if you look by today's standards, all the kids are throwing that. Um, I mean, I was I wouldn't even have placed. And then I just progressed each day. I feel yeah. like my body um, got a bit bigger, so I got it more into like becoming a man. Yeah. And then by the time I was in matric, I started throwing with a six. Um, you go obviously you go through the five, and that's where I broke the SA schools record. I think yeah. that was a 2043, and at the end of the year in Paul, I threw a 2078. And uh, did you know at that point that this is the sport for you? I'm sorry well, to interrupt you no, there, no, but no. I'm just saying because you, there's clearly been a, an evolution. You know, as your body's matured, you've got stronger. You've gone up the weight division in a way with the, the, the shot put. Did you know there, maybe I can do this? 
Well, at the end of grade 10, um, you, obviously you play, I was in Monas, which is a big sporting mm. school, and you do rugby and shot put, and we do both of them. Yeah, yeah, but I never <laughs> got the opportunity to play. Um, and then in the grade 10, me and Pierre had a chat, and we sat down, and I decided to pursue athletics full-time. So that's when I gave rugby a skip. And I mean, I was a decent rugby player. Um, I played well, on the The coaches Lions. must have been upset with one. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> happens. Um, I mean, me and Pierre had a pretty yeah. clear plan. We wanted to win the World Junior Championships, mm -hmm. and when I was 16, we decided that. So that's why I decided to pursue athletics full-time. And then, I mean, the year, oh, the year afterwards was the first year that I won South African Championship, so it was probably worth it looking back. Yeah. And then after that, I have no regrets. I mean, one of the big reasons that I like shot put and athletics in general is because there's a, there's a, um, I don't know what's the English word for it, but there's a measurement. You can measure everything. So yeah. you can measure distances, you can measure um, times. Whereas uh, rugby or any, any team sport, it's, it's very objective. So me and you can both choose a Springbok rugby team and there'll be two different teams. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I like athletics and sports that you do alone because there's a measurement to it. Okay. And um, the progression, you know, as, course, you as, can, as you, you can progress, measure right? You, yeah. you, you progress. So last year I could see I didn't throw a personal base, but this year you're working towards something new and you can see where you go wrong. Yeah. So you can definitely, you can, you can pick up on stuff. Were, when you played rugby, were, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun playing rugby? Because Monas is a it's a rugby school, but you've had some amazing athletes that have also come out of there. I mean, you're one of them, but well, that rugby must have been fun, though. No, it was very fun. And I mean, I'm still friends with all of the rugby players. So, so my best friends in life are, are still playing rugby professionally. Um, one of them went to Japan. Now the other one lives in Europe. He plays there, um, plays in Scotland, plays in Italy. So some of my best friends in the world are still rugby players. And I mean, just because I stopped the sport doesn't mean I'm not friends with them sure. anymore. Um, but I, I do miss it. I miss the team as aspect or something like that. But I mean, athletics, you have sort of the same thing. It's just yeah. when you get onto the field, you're alone. But get going on tours, you meet a lot of people and the, the people, you become like a small family when you're on tour, which is quite nice. I've got to ask you, um, obviously, Sia Khaleesi's uh, had surgery. Mm -hmm. Still waiting to see if it's touch and go. Some people are saying five and a half months. Some are saying six to nine months. Some are saying it doesn't matter. Even if he's undercooked, he'll still be on the plane. It's... Looking at a rugby context, Sia's been amazing. Like the way, not just as a player, what he's done off the park, but as a rugby fan, we all want to see Sia go to the World Cup, right? And we want to see him lift the trophy again. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I definitely put money on the box to be in the final again, and I'd love to see Sia there. But I feel like if we're not lucky enough to have him there, because he has been playing some really good rugby these yeah. last couple of months, um, even this last year. I'd love to see him there, but I'm, I feel like we have good replacements. We have a, lots of depth in South Africa, which is nice, especially on the flanks and loose forward side of it. Um, but I think we can put money on a South African um, okay. Australian final. I'm going to just be a pain because Tyler's oh, in sorry. my ear <laughs> and she's shouting at me, all swear sorry, words Tyler. and profanities. Uh, my, easy, Tyler. Easy. <laughs> He's there. Kyle's sorted now. Do you think we're going to have a threat from Ireland and France? Because Ireland are playing amazing rugby. My good friend and the executive producer on the show Ray is like convinced that France are going to mess it up because of the pressure I would personally love to see France go far obviously not win it mm. but go far Wh who's your money on what are you thinking here because Ireland if Johnny Sexton rocks it at 10 and with their pack they're always going to be a threat Johnny Sexton's old enough to be my dad yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a threat um, I mean no, I, I feel like these guys are peaking too early in the okay. season um, fair enough. from a rugby standpoint 
we will only start peaking when we play the the uh, it's not the tri nations anymore. Yeah, it's like a it. championship. Yeah, the rugby yeah, championship. Yeah. So I feel that's when we'll start peaking. Mm-hmm. And these guys have been playing rugby the whole year. Their bodies are going to be gone. Yeah. So I feel like we should do it again. It's the southern hemisphere just always has something on these yeah. northern hemisphere teams. So I think we should be fine. Do you think that we're going into this World Cup like underdogs in a way, despite being title holders? And I think it possibly quite suits Jacques and Rossi. And and it seems to be the narrative that's being pushed through these players that um, you, if you talk to Eben Etzebeth and Bonambi and, and Lukanya, um, all of these guys just flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. And and for once, I think a team like New Zealand don't quite like that. They don't like flying under the, the radar. They like to be the Favorite, team to beat yeah. and favorite. But clearly they're not. Yeah, I feel like that's not a bad thing for us. I mean, the, the, we low in the world rankings. What are we now? We're number five. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah. We low in the world rankings, which I think is quite cool. Um, great for the betting odds. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> exactly. if your guys want to bet, but yeah, um, it's not a bad bet. Yeah, eh? that's a great bet. So, but I mean, you, don't, you don't bet big on the box to make final, do you? What a hundred bucks? No, five hundred thousand. Okay, okay <laughs> I'll do a thousand, and then I'll <laughs> okay. I'll do a thousand on Australia to make the final, hopefully, and then we have an Australia. Australia, box you final. can't write, write them out. Um, they have an easy way. They they on the other side. So we That's have, right. I think, we're playing New Zealand or France in the quarters, yeah. and then New Zealand or France in the semis yeah, so or Ireland. So that's a tough road to the finals. Where Australia have an easy, easy yeah. out there. So I feel like they're safe bet. I see you've done your final. homework, yeah. Me and my friends talk about this every <laughs> price. Yes. Yeah, so this oh, is okay. Just so round of bride, it's yeah. like okay. Let's yeah. have a World Cup strategy here. No, no, we talk about this because we all want to bet. And we talk about the URC. <laughs> we, we're making plans there. That's what we do. We've been doing all that. What do you what do you, you and your mates think of the URC? Like, because I imagine as, and you've got mates who have played uh, for Lions and whoever else, flying to New Zealand, Australia, doing super rugby, and then all that jet lag and nonsense that happens there, these guys fly business class. So it's not yeah. like they're not sleeping on the planes. But if you're flying to London or Dublin or wherever it may be, Surely that's much easier for the body. I mean, when I fly to Europe, you just fly straight up yeah. and then you, you rest for one or two days and you compete. So I feel like flying straight up is much easier. When we played in the Super 14, um, you go two weeks before the time, you, you have a tour, you stay there for three weeks. Yeah. I feel like that's hard on the body. But um, going up is not that bad. I mean, you fly business class, you sleep on the plane, you get there, you do a shakeout, and then you play a game of rugby. That I think that's not that bad. I think not it's better for South African rugby. <laughs> and then my opinion on this is the, the, the New Zealand teams, the Australian teams get used to playing easier rugby. They don't get used to the physicality of South Africa. Yeah. And then when they meet us again in a test match, that, that should be a bit of a shock again. So rugby championship, I think, is it All Blacks? Who's our first game? I can't remember now. I'm also not 100% sure. I mean, I should probably, I've got the internet here. This is um, a professional show. Yeah. I should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, if you don't know who Kyle Blichner is, firstly, where have you been? And secondly, he's a shot putter. He made the finals of the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Junior world champion and future Olympic champion. Okay. Um, I think Australia's our first one. 8th of July, 5 o'clock. Then we're away to New Zealand. And then Argentina. Wait, no, man. Is that right? Oh, that's one of three. No, that's right. So we play New Zealand away, <laughs> Australia here. I think it's at Loftus actually. Yeah, that should be. And nice. then Argentina. That's eighth of July. So, 
that physicality will be interesting to, to see because there's no doubt we're the, one of the most, if not the most, physical teams in the world. And that's the thing. I, yeah. I feel like they're trying to make rugby softer again. I watch these games and I've, you get yellow cards for anything. Yeah. And I feel like 10 years ago, you play like Bucky's or someone, you really enforced the game and it made you scared to, to go into the ruck and to try and steal a ball. Now you can't do anything anymore. No, that's that, true. That's, I feel like that's a disadvantage to us and that's what the European teams are trying to do. They're trying to make, I think there's a rule, you can't tackle above the hips now somewhere in Europe they're like trying that, to enforce yeah. like stupid rules um well it is yeah i don't know if you ever played rugby or eight but if i had my say just all won the thing whatever you want to do um you mentioned going to europe i know you leave in a few weeks time uh to go and base yourself in italy and i'm not going to give that away because i think that's your guy's secret you know do you 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 a carny wade you know um that's your thing and I'm not going to give away the town where you guys go, but you said it's your third time that you're going now. Give us an idea of what's it like there, because firstly, I think location, logistics-wise, it makes sense with all the Diamond League and, mm. and the European season. But give, just give us an idea without giving too much away what it's like there, man. I don't think it's a secret, but um, <laughs> I'll try and explain it to you guys. So we stay in this beautiful small hotel. Um, Piata agents obviously known them for lots of years through Oscar, and yeah. he got to know them. So, the, so they're very friendly to us, and they're very accommodating. So we pay a fixed amount and then they give us our three meals a day and then they give us bikes to go to the track and back so we can go train whenever we want. We have full access to the gym and it's just this beautiful small hotel next to the mountains. So I think it's the start of the, the Alps. Oh. That's what you call them. Yeah, that's right. And then on the top of the mountains is snowing. So this, it melts and it comes down into the river. So the rivers are this blue, blue, blue Jeez. and they're ice cold. So after a nice hard training session, you could... Are you in? Yeah, you bike to the rivers. Okay. You, it's probably like six, seven degrees. Maybe go buy a watermelon because it's hot. It's like summer's year, yeah, 35, yeah. 34 Jeez, that's degrees. Awesome. Just go sit in the river, have a watermelon. Um, so that's, that's your pretty, ice bath, eh? That's your ice bath. That's a oh, nice natural man. ice bath. Sounds amazing. Um, it's about two hours drive from the Venice. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a drive towards the airports. But I mean, when you stay there for a week, you don't even feel the two hours drive. I mean, hour and tumble from our house is an hour. So it's yeah. not the end of the world. And then everything from the airports to our flight at most, which is nice when you stay in Europe. Um, it's easy to compete anywhere. That sounds amazing. Like, mm, it doesn't sound like you're there to work, but you are there to No, graph. no, it's the, the boringest experience of your <laughs> life. I'm not going to lie to you. See, so my normal day is you wake up at nine. Yeah. It sounds late. You wake up at nine. But you have um, to sleep as an athlete. You sleep, I Firstly, sleep you're, consuming, uh, I mean, you're consuming calories and you're burning calories because... Mm. You're throwing a, we a weight around. It's a bowling ball. So it's yes, a, it weighs it's the absolutely. exact same as a bowling ball. But people also don't realize how much graft. They're like, oh, that guy just rocks up, puts the thing there with a little bit of chalk or whatever <laughs> it is, and hoys. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's not that. You, mm. You've summed it up perfectly. And I love the way you describe shot puts about the ballerina reference. Yeah, Maybe you can just share that with us. Please. No, no. I think I heard it somewhere. It's not my personal quote, but I heard it somewhere. And I like to use it. So you have to be as strong as a strong man but you have to be as um, agile as a ballerina. So that moving through the circle, you have to be fast, you have to be light on your feet, but you still have to be strong. You have to be able to bench 200 plus, um, squat close to 300 kilos or over that if possible. <laughs> um, have a big deadlift, big snatch, yeah. big clean. So all of that's very important, but you still have to be light on your feet, explosive, fast. Um, so that people are always um, very surprised when I tell them how much sprints we do, how much yeah. jumps we do, hurdles, stuff like that. People can't believe it. They just think you just get strong and you throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen firsthand you jumping both feet over hurdles mm. uh, at the the worst school. Jeez, that's an amazing. 
My word. What a fantastic. For high school. And they're coming up at the moment. They're putting so much into their sports. Unbelievable. And that's what we coach there. Look, I don't know if you can go on my Instagram on that thing, but I probably posted the coolest photo I've ever posted (laughs) this past weekend in Botswana. Where can people follow you on Instagram? Um, Just at Carl Blochnote. Easy. K-Y-L-E. I'm going to ask you. Uh, people say that you spell your name with an A. Yeah, my parents did that, but I don't do it like that. Okay, so, so <laughs> Otherwise, I'm Kaylee. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, about no, to say. Like. I think I have too much of a beard to be Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Because uh, um, I was like, no, I've seen it spelt, but then, uh, anyway, uh, I digress. All right, Instagram, let's have a look here. This is that Blichnotes Kyle, at Blichnotes, shot for 2021 Olympic finalist. Does that still, when you hear that, oh, Tyler, you see, you see? Don't worry about mine. Here we go. So I think it's this Damn, one where I'm that's jumping. Awesome. That's probably the coolest photo I've posted. Um, just this jumping off the ground. The uh, Roger took that one, so it's very nice. That's cool. Don't have to have to log in, but I mean that's the coolest photo. So that's you have to be able to jump really high and cool. be fast on your feet. So that it's is interesting. amazing. I mean, you've even ju- you're jumping up the stands. You know, like <laughs> on stands, like yeah, this, yeah, like those metal, yeah. Mm. And you, I mean, it's explosive stuff. I've got to ask breakfast. Like, that looks omelets. What's going on there? Little OJ. That's some pancakes, but that was after the African Championships last year. Okay. Um, me and my training partner, Kian, he was a junior, so he's still 18. He was in matric last year, which okay. was supposed to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> in matric last year. And then we, we just competed the day before that, and then we went out for a fishing trip the next day. But that was just a small breakfast. We had um, some omelets, some stuff, and then it, that's a video, so it goes to the fishing and what we caught and whatever okay. so but that's a small breakfast that's like a first breakfast. so what is a de- <laughs> first breakfast a first breakfast so yeah. what does breakfast look like for for you car well i try to not get too heavy yeah um so i do between six and eight eggs you're looking great by the way i mean for a guy who weighs 90 you're looking good <laughs> yeah i'm almost double 90 <laughs> but yeah it's not that bad um yeah between six and eight eggs um okay. for breakfast and i'll just scramble them and eat them like so that protein is obviously big yeah, so yeah. I, I, that's not too much calories. I yeah. think six, uh, eight eggs is like 500, 600 calories. Okay. It's not that much. So I have that for breakfast. And then I'll go to training at around 10. And then 12, I'll come back. And if I'm not lazy, I'll, I'll make myself like two potatoes and three chicken breasts or whatever. Okay. And I'll have that for lunch. And then dinner, I'll just see what I want to make. Normally, I like yeah. a pasta or something big. So I want to fill myself up, fill myself up so I don't want to go slack, yeah, slack yeah, later exactly, in the evening. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I try not to eat too much, but sometimes it's hard. And hey, your listen, body needs it. <laughs> absolutely. What is uh, what is a cheat meal for you? No, what, what? every meal is a cheat meal <laughs> when you throw a CS. You don't have to care about calories too much. I mean, I almost weigh 150, so I'm not going <laughs> to eat bro- broccoli. And no, but bro- I mean, you're not eating crap, though. You know what I'm saying? What you're putting into your body at least is decent food, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> l- like I understand in the times when you're tired and there's temptation for takeaway. But it might be a Nando's, for example. Or, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I like saying, to get like some Chinese. I feel like that's the healthiest option. Yeah. Um, some Nando's or some yeah, Chinese. So if you like get that. like a, a chicken chow feng, I think they call it some chicken, rice, vegetables, and they fry it up. So that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if I want to get takeaways, I do that normally yes, for yeah. lunch. It's quite a big portion. So that fills me up. But see us, um, I don't think the people will believe me. I used to say with friends now, but um, we moved out before I go to Europe. So I don't have to pay the rent for the three and a half, four months. I'll move back to Krugersdorp sure. now. Um, at the end of the year, but then every Sunday they would also be on diets, going to the gym and whatever. We'd have cheat meals, and then like, I think the one Sunday we ordered three of us eight pizzas. <laughs> so yeah, we have like a dessert pizza, which is quite nice. Uh, okay. We would order well, like a dessert pizza. Is pizza your favorite? Though? No, no, no. We just 
That's no, no, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. My favorite dude, if I have to like go fast food wise, is Burger King. Okay. Yeah, you've had their chili cheese fries. Uh, no, I haven't. It'll change your life. Okay. <laughs> yes, it'll change your life. You'll gain 20 kilos. I uh, know. I'm like no. already trying to, you know. No, so what I, if I have to have a cheat meal, I'll okay. get two just standard Burger King meals, yeah. and chili cheese fries, and fill up on the Mountain Dew at the machine. Hey, so that's <laughs> the way to go. That's what I like to do, yeah. So that's but what I like to do the, for a cheat is meal. The, is the cold drink out of the machine cold? Because though I, when was it? it was a few months back, I had a Burger King. It was just when I was finishing late at night and I was starving. They were the only place open. Um, that's the excuse I use. <laughs> and they gave me warm drinks, dude. And oh. I'm like, where's the ice? Uh, that's why is the machine cold? You can throw your I go own, inside. You can throw your own ice okay, inside. Well, right and then normally I have like five cups inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we we always go sit inside at a Burger King because okay. you have free drinks. You Absolutely. Have, you have okay, two I'm, while you wait, three while you eat, up. and then one for the road. Okay, I got you. <laughs> that's, got that's, you. A, that's a you I'll take a leaf out of your book. Mm. I, I'm dying to know. You like a braai. Yeah. What, what, what does your braai look like? I mean, is it a bourrevos? Are we steaked? What are your rib guys? on what time of the year. Yeah, what are you? See us. In season, so I say January to August when there's no liquids at the braai. Yes. And then we have a nice braai. I mean, we, we take a, for myself maybe a six, seven hundred gram steak. Okay. So we have a bunch of friends. All of us bring a steak, uh, maybe a nice chop and some vors, and then the, the girls make some salad okay. or maybe two braai broikies. So that's, that's a standard salad. <laughs> I love braai broikies. At the end of the year, when there's no athletics going on, you only eat ice at the braai. So <laughs> <laughs> so okay, here yeah. we go. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. But but so January August is you, no, that, that's when I put my head yeah, down and absolutely. I focus. I don't like to to party too much. Um, yeah. but I like to take a couple of months a year just to love. Um, sure. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you my life to. is boring at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I wake up, train, coach. Um, I help my when Pierre, my coach, coach a bit of kids at Nuertjevel. So coach, train in the evenings, yeah. go to bed. That's what I do six days a week. And on Sundays, I just do nothing. Okay. <laughs> Watch no, a movie and rest. Just relax, yeah. So that's what I do for okay. eight, nine months a year. And then the other, I take about a month and a half where I, where I just don't care too much. And I, if I want to go out with yeah. friends on a Wednesday night, I'll do it or whatever. Okay. And then those last, maybe, I don't know, it's two and a half months left. Then I start training, but I'll still have a social life. And then yeah. from January to August, I sort of cut off the social life part of it. So your, your social life um, is just hanging out with friends, right? That's... Mm. Just your your people, right? You don't. I, I mean, all due respect, I don't see you in a club, like squeaking <laughs> techie, you know, vibes. Yeah, oh no, I never, never no, do that. Never. No, never. <laughs> um, you won't ever find me there. <laughs> never. But um, uh, yeah, I know yeah, we no, enjoy. You know what I'm saying? A good bra with yeah. friends. I mean, I love that. Um, I love going out just to a, like a bar, restaurant thing, having something to eat, having a few drinks. That's also nice. Or going fishing. I love going fishing. We're going camping Wait, for where a weekend. Where do you fish? Um, anywhere, me and my dad, we go to Rurikopis outside Bridge, okay, yeah. Fall Dam. Anywhere we like to fish for carp. So okay, we yeah. do fresh water, yeah. What's your biggest carp you pulled out there? 14.2, yeah. That's a beast. That was my trick when that happened. So <laughs> it was Jeepers. a big fish. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so, um, this year I think it was like a nine. Okay. A nine and, kilo and carp, And yeah. any sea fishing? You, have you ever I've done a bit of that? Three times in my life, but we stay so far from the yeah, ocean, so it's, it's hard to get there. Uh, last year when we had the African champs in uh, Mauritius, the last day before we left, we went out, we only caught a couple of small okay. fish. Yeah, <laughs> nothing big. I'm getting to le learn about uh, Carl here. Um, you mentioned uh, Coach Pierre, and you guys have a, you, like you said, you were uh, high school, uh, your relationship goes way back. Yeah. But... Um, you guys uh, have a truly special relationship. Do you ever get to a point where he's pissing you off or you piss him off or something like that? Because I imagine there are times when you disagree or you don't get on 100%. Or 
I have a lot of respect for yeah. Wimpier. Um, we have the same surname, so people think we related <laughs> most of the time. But I mean, I have a lot of respect to him, so I always listen to what he has yeah. to say, and then I try not to disagree with him, but just talk to him about my sure. perception of something and, and explain to him, and then most of the times he understands, because I mean, I'm not a child anymore, so when yeah. I was younger, we disagree, and he'll tell me what to do, and I'll end up listening. Sure. But now I, I can form my own opinion, so I'll, I'll tell him what I think, and especially we don't disagree on lots of stuff technically, because yeah. I've been with him my whole life. Yes. I'm so training and technically we, we agree on almost everything because he's taught me everything I know yeah. so there's nothing else to, to, <laughs> to disagree about but I mean I can speak to him and we have a really good relationship so there's not much of disagreeing um, I see yeah and is it um is it just shot put or can you and I know you and your dad are also very close you, you mm. know with your family but is there sometimes you can go to him and say like this is bothering me that's not shot put related or is it strictly is it strictly mm. athletics yeah right? I can talk to him about anything so um, this is a bit personal, but like finances, the first few years of athletics, there's not a lot of money in it. Yeah. Um, it's not like rugby or other sp- other sport where the federation pays or not a union pays for yeah. you and whatever. So Sign the first a nice big contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first maybe three years after school, they didn't make any money out of shot put. Um, competing and won a world junior championships, did all these things, but didn't make money. Um, yeah. Not enough to do anything with. Yes, yeah. So then he helped me get a coaching job, um, which helped me just pay for the stuff Absolutely, that I need to pay. Yeah. Um, I could buy myself a car, which I paid off with the coaching money and physio and whatever, just to get a head start. Yeah. And so I can talk to him about anything and he'll do whatever he can to help. So I mean, we're very close in that, that way as well. It's amazing. Because that, that trust is on another level. Like, yeah. It has to be. Um, let's talk about Olympic Games. Tokyo was not an easy place for your first Olympic Games because we were in the middle of COVID, even though it was sort of moving that way. You guys were getting tested daily. <laughs> yeah, every it day. was like it must have been hectic. I mean, and at times you're going like, "What the hell am I getting myself into?" But it's Olympic Games. See, us, um, stuff like that doesn't bother me bother me at all. Okay. Um, I think I have a very thick skin when it comes to in the moment. So sure. at Olympic Games, the first time I watched the final was two weeks ago. Then I actually because it came out on YouTube and I watched the final. I thought. So I did some impressive stuff there. Tyler, let's the, uh, yeah, have a look there for Olympic. Is it on, so it's on it's YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. Okay, so cool. I think if you go to the third throw that I had, okay. um, I was my first throw was a 20.29. Yeah. My second throw was a no throw and I was 10th. So I had to get a big one out to get, get into the top eight. And then on that throw, I came through and I saw that. I thought, I don't remember it this <laughs> way. <laughs> and even the World Junior Championships, um, they put it out on YouTube end of last year. So okay. I watched the, the full yeah. competition for the first time. I thought, yes, that's impressive. And in the moment, you don't really um, think about these things. You just yeah. think about doing your best and whatever. So at the Olympic Games, every day getting tested, the heat, um, being on the other side of the world, doesn't bother me, bother, bother yeah, me yeah, at all. Yeah, all yeah. Um, you just go through it and you have like a thick skin. And then afterwards, when it's done, you like decompress and you see what happened. And then you start to take it in. Because it was all about the 21s, wasn't it? In 21. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was Tokyo 2020, it, it was in 2021, right? Um, but making a final... That must have been something, but... Like, so that's what we worked for the whole season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought the 21 would be enough to get me into a final. So that's why I went to Europe and I tried to get as close to 21, the whole European season as possible. I knew going over like 21, 40, 50 would be tough yeah. at my age. Um, so that's why I thought 21 making a final... Why do you say great. that? You need to mature, CS. I mean, okay. you can't... If you look at a prop forward, we spoke about rugby earlier, you can't play Springboks at 21. Yeah. You look at a prop forward at 27, 28, he starts maturing. Yeah. And he can play till he's in his early 30s okay. and he plays well. Yeah. But a prop forward in 21 still plays Varsity Cup or he yes. plays under 21 rugby. So that's the same with shot, but you need to get strong. And I've been taking these last two years and I've been building my strength. And then there's different challenges that comes with that. Okay. So 
I had a great technical model at 19, um, what I wanted to do with my turn, and then, but I didn't gym at all. So when I won the World Junior Championships, I couldn't bench 100 kilos. Yes. So all I did was throw two and a half hours a day, nothing else. Yes. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Um, everyone in the world's always, especially in Shopu, they're very um, surprised when I tell them that. And now I've been, um, I couldn't bench over 200 at the moment. I'm, I've really gotten stronger, so now I have to change my technical bottle a bit to, to get insane, that timing back. That's insane, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so that's... I mean, that's only like 50 more than I do, but yeah, you know, I do 150. That's only like 20 above my body weight, <laughs> so it's not that impressive, but... <laughs> no, but, but still, so, so I get what you're saying now. It's a case of, it's almost oh. growing into your body mm. and, and allowing your strength to grow with your body, if that yes. makes any sense. Okay. Oh, I see. So that's why the 21... 40 plus is, is yeah um, this is um i was the youngest guy ever in the top eight at the olympics yeah. in short put so that's what I it's an that's insane a, achievement yeah that's a you don't, you don't see a lot of young people go yeah. in there and, and throw really four throw 21 and <laughs> i mean um a 21 flat i think would have medaled at the 2004 olympics and short put has just grown so much that it's really hard to medal there so yeah. I, if i want to medal next year which I'm planning on doing. Absolutely, Paris, here um, we come. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm putting all my bets on that to medal. Um, I'm 100% sure I will. So next year, oh, hopefully, absolutely. when I medal, you guys can play this back. But um, <laughs> I'm planning on getting second or third. I think winning it will be a bit hard because Krause will still be there and he'll sure. be doing deep 22s. But I can get a low 22 definitely next year. Okay. I feel like I'll end the season on a high 21 or 22. That's close to the South African record or maybe break it. And then next year, I think I should be 2150s throughout the season and then just that final push towards the Olympics to a 22 low to middle and I feel like that should be enough to medal so that's my plan Jeez, um, here we go we said it on this show um, in terms of of, of that uh, SA record it's also the African record if I'm not mistaken mm. it's been around <laughs> since 2001 uh, mm. somewhere around there Yeah. is it something that's in the back of your mind like you want to sign off one day as owning that record because I, I, it's been around a long time and, and obviously you're still a young man um, but is that something that's you know eating away at you a little bit because I wouldn't say eating away but I definitely want to break it and I'm 100% sure I will see us because yeah. I don't really focus on that but I want to become a world champion that's something I want to do before I die yeah. definitely I've put in my whole life into shot put I've, I've committed so much so definitely before I die I want to be an Olympic champion and a world champion and then um, compete well in Europe and have, have a good season and yeah. just put South African short put on the map. So that's something I have to do yeah. within the next 10 years. And I feel like if I do what that I want to do there, then the Af African and South African record will just come and fall along. Um, in your opinion, and, and there's a, another podcast that my brother actually shared with me uh, called the High Performance uh, Podcast. And they had uh, various coaches, uh, incredible athletes, dynamic athletes so Sia Khaleesi was on there mm -hmm. one of the things they they asked him what is your definition of high performance because for a lot of people it's about a mental toughness it's about a consistency and it's about the progression is is that something you see as high performance because for you to be a world champion in the next 10 years high performance is where you at bud you know what I mean? I That's feel like you almost described it perfectly. The yeah. high performance for me is performing consistently at the highest level. So getting to the Diamond Leagues and getting to these World Championships and African Championships and getting on the podium consistently, being in, in the mix for medals consistently, yeah. and that, that's high performance for me. Okay. Yeah, so it's a yeah and I, th I think that's exactly it. 
you have to be competing against the best on a regular basis. Otherwise, you, you won't grow. Once. Um, yeah. I saw this quote on TikTok today yeah. earlier. It said, it's better to be consistently good than once off great. So sure. I feel like that's that's a that's a good quote to live by. Um, Be consistently good. Compete against these guys yeah. consistently. Don't win them once a year and then you go come out in South Africa sure. go beat them consistently. And that's what I want to do eventually. Um, hopefully within the next four years, I'll, I'll be there. Well, I, I think, you know, you've got Paris. That, I mean, there's world champs this year, right? No, that's next year. Oh, sorry. No, there is well, in Budapest, yeah, August. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm planning everything towards that. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because you know what? The swimming's weird. The swimming has like a world champs in Japan and this year, and then next year, another world champs within six months. Or so. they, it's they bizarre. Lot, yeah. It's bizarre. But it's only because of COVID and things that will move. But how much, I mean, looking at Budapest now, because... Obviously, you, you've had a little bit of a niggle um, with injury that you've sort of overcome. And then, you did you throw at Germiston? Well, where was it? Potch? Yeah, Potch. I did that it was last Poch. week. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah, that's and right. And I did Botswana last week, Saturday. Yeah, how, was, how was that? It wasn't bad. So, <laughs> it was an interesting competition. Both of them um, mm. had some troubles with the officials. Yeah. So, in the one in Potch, the block broke. I was about to say. Yeah, I, the yeah, block I, broke. <laughs> and I was feeling good. Um, so, okay. with the program I'm on now, I don't feel, I felt horrible the whole beginning of the year. Sure. But I started to feel like better and maybe twice a week or one day a week, I feel good. Okay. So last week Wednesday, I felt great and I just decided to go compete. I wasn't planning to compete and then I decided, let me make the drive through each hour and a half. And I went to compete and I, five minutes before we started, the block broke. So that's a 40 minute wait. How to does get, it break though? Did know. someone drop a shot no, put no, on it? Or? I think whatever happens on the side, you bolt it down. Oh, okay. And it probably broke in the past. So someone welded it. Oh. And then when you reverse into the block, so oh, you swap your feet and okay. someone hit it and it broke. Jeez, that's um, frustrating. Yeah, but it happens. I mean, it's. Not, I don't want to throw far now. So there's no point in that. Um, in two months' time, it's close to the World Championships. Then performing yeah. makes a difference. So I've had to just adjust myself mentally to to that. So, sorry, man. I'm interrupting you. Then I apologize. That that's fascinating for me. You said you decided not to throw far. Be, you to throw too far. No, is I that want to throw far. No, no, no. But, but I'm trying to understand you. Like, is it a an exertion thing? Or was it? Are you there just to get the turn right and feel it more than anything? No, and I'm, I'm because conditioning my champs, body to yeah, go, yeah. go f- um, to be able to throw for three okay. months. So the guys that helped me with my program described it to me in an interesting way. Have you seen Braveheart, the movie? Have, yeah. So I'm in the trenches now. I'm preparing my body to get like nice and strong. Okay. And we just hold, hold, hold. And then in two months time, you say shoot and then you okay. let everything go. So I like that. I'm, I'm punishing my body in the gym. I'm getting okay. a lot of work out of it. Yeah. And... I'm throwing a lot as well. So when I stop the gym and I just get to explosive stuff and the, the heavy weight stops, then all of that extra power goes into the shot. Oh, okay, I got you. And then you. that helps a bit. So that's what so we're planning Pachin on doing. So and Botswana is more about competing, just... Just getting back competition, into Competition, yeah, feeling it out. Yeah. I got you. Okay. I mean, there was decent prize money in Botswana as sure. well, so that's why I wanted to do it. So Brilliant. maybe next year I'll adjust it a bit so I can be, a, be in a bit better shape there. Yeah. But I mean, Botswana was a very nice meet, a strong field. Yeah, um, gee, there were some rock stars that came down. Yeah, so next year, hopefully I can do a bit better there. Okay. But I feel like in, in two months' time, my distances will definitely be better. And then you don't remember these hard times where you yeah. struggle and whatever. You just remember the good times. So sure. that's what I'm working towards. Okay, I got you. I got you. That was interesting for me. I, I'm like trying to understand this high-performance stuff, man. It's fascinating. Mm. And the mental aspect of it, because... I know Commonwealth Games last year didn't go according to plan. No, because you were injured. injured, but you still competed. I wanted to try to throw because I knew you could medal with a low twenty. Okay. Um, middle twenty. So I thought maybe I can just fix this niggle on the go and then 
maybe get a medal or do well there. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not the case. When I got there, it just got progressively worse and I couldn't really throw properly. I think I fouled a low 20, which got me fourth, but that doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm but is, was it um, an injury that potentially you were like, if I push this too far, this might set me back further? It was a stress fracture in the lower back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's serious. Yeah, so I had to do 12 weeks of rehab and had a biokineticus. So that took a while, but I think feel it like it was good for my body. Yeah. My weight dropped to like 138. So I was skinny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this biokinetic stuff and whatever. So I dropped a bit of weight and then I came back and I just started building a new base with the program and I started feeling my body again. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking after my body for the first time in a while. I started squatting with a belt. I just used to raw dog everything. I was about to yeah, <laughs> Like an animal. But now I squat with a belt. I, I okay. stretch. I have like um, elastic bands that I stretch with and I, yeah. I warm up properly. So I try to take care of my body. Um, when I injured my thigh this year mm. again it was a cold day and i didn't warm up properly okay. so that's something i, I fixed so even i warm up for 20 minutes yeah, i sweat yeah. it looks like i had a session before i started throwing but i feel like that's what you need to do yeah. to your body just to get it loose and just to, to prevent injuries absolutely um i'm just circling back to to sort of mental aspect that brave heart analogy that's very interesting for me how they put it there but when you take the the shot put it and you put it against your neck and you're ready to go what's going through your mind there because are you sort of is it crystal clear are you just focused on the job or you're like geez there's a crowd and it's action or, or are you excitable maybe just take us there I mean, like, it's a very nervous energy, sort of. Yeah. Um, but I try to focus on specific things in my techniques. So I try to get my left foot down and then you can't focus too much because you've trained this a hundred times. Yeah. So I try to get my left foot down normally and just hammer it I yeah. use a w- no. other word than hammer but <laughs> <laughs> just hammer it as hard as possible yeah. and just, just throw the thing as hard as you can yeah, then at yeah. the end um, sometimes it goes a bit right but I feel like when I get my technique I should go straight down the middle and have some distance and obviously muscle memory is a huge thing there. of course it's that's why I like to train on surfaces that I'm comfortable with okay. so UJ um, it's not far from me it's my, my favorite surface to, tra- okay. surface to train on um I have good memories there. Um, so I like to throw there. And then even any circle you put me on, if it's a slow circle, whatever, that first 15, 20 throws, yeah. you still remember. Your, your body almost feels like it's still throwing okay. where it's comfortable. So I like to train where I'm comfortable for a couple of days before a big meet. All right. So looking at, at the rest of 2023 now, we've got uh, world champs coming up. Is obviously something that you're targeting in terms of trying to test yourself objectives mm. there is that finals seeing where finals you go finals again and I want to do better than I did at the Olympics so okay. if I can get top 5 there top 4 whatever um, I feel like I'll go deep 21s there maybe a 2170 80 and then that should get me a better distance that I'll have a better placement than at the Olympics yeah. um, we'll see the, the shot put feels pretty strong so that's what I want to try and do just get a better placement than at the than at the Olympics so I can just get that next step and go with a bit of momentum into the Olympic Games next year so um, it's crazy to think Olympics is next year eh? it feels like this and then it's there um, and also from a confidence point of view I imagine that also plays a big part in your sport mm. like any sport but when you are nailing those consistent distances you're like I can, believe I can do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, belief that. is a big part of it. Um, that's why I like to throw fine training, and that's been an adjustment this year. Yeah. So I can't push my body too hard while I'm pushing it hard in yeah. the gym. So I've been throwing these 19-meter low middle throws and then just having – because I want to throw hard, yeah. but your body just doesn't allow it. So I've, I'm looking forward, I think, in three weeks' time, um, this program is done, yeah. and then my body can start throwing hard. So I'm, I can't wait for that. So yes, I want to start hammering the man. ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to do that badly. And discus is done. 
No, I'll maybe throw it once or twice in my life just okay. for fun again. Yeah, yeah, but I'm um, like like a local meet the Grand Prix yeah, or something. Yeah. But I'm not good in this because um, yeah. I'll throw like a 52, but still, it's, which is not great. But yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I suppose in terms of fun. the movement, there's similarity. No, they're like yeah. brother and sister. Yeah, this exactly. is a yeah. sister. But <laughs> shot puts the, the <laughs> sexiest one. Eh? Yeah, no, I mean the <laughs> sex appealing shot put is unmatched. Yes. That's the next level. <laughs> mm. um, when people ask you what you do for a living, and you say you do shot put professionally. I mean, obviously your friends know because you've been doing it your life. Yeah. But when people meet you for the first time, are they like, what, what do you do for yeah. work? <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Is, yeah. it, is it weird still? Or? No. Because uh, you're I've a professional just, athlete now. Yeah. Uh, and um, I just skipped that part. I don't tell people what I do anymore. Really? Um, no, I don't like talking about it a I'm lot. studying or I coach? No, or? I coach. <laughs> That's okay. what I tell them. Because okay. people want to ask a lot of questions. Um like so, me. <laughs> yeah, no, you fine. But I mean, when you go out and someone asks you, you say, no, I'm an athlete for a living. They say, okay, what do you do? You say, shot, but they say, okay. And then they really don't, yeah. don't know what to ask. So that's a weird line of oh, questioning to go down. So I just skip it normally or I don't like to talk about it. Okay. And I don't like to tell people that I'm um, an Olympic athlete or whatever. Sure. So I just let, get to know me for me and then. Listen, the cat's out the bag. So it's happening. <laughs> Anyone that watches athletics uh, <laughs> probably knows. But uh, I don't know about the rest of the people. But I think athletics still, unfortunately, is a Cinderella sport in South Africa. Like, um, what does that mean? <laughs> what, it, what, I mean, what that means is it means that it's still, it's like the pretty nice little sort of princess on the side. Your rugby's cricket and, and your soccer's or football still take center stage. Mm. But when you do what Wade did in Rio or um, you medal in the Olympic Games, like Tatiana did, for example, suddenly you're not just a cinderella sport you a rock star and you front and center and that is going to happen in paris are you ready for that no i want it to happen um obviously your life will change i mean i'm just saying i have no doubt you're going to do us proud in paris but Mm. are you ready for that like mentally is that something you've maybe just allowed yourself to dream I don't know if yes, um on Sundays when you're watching the movie and you're doing nothing you you must be thinking about that you know how scary it is um I've heard people talk about this and I, I almost felt it for myself the year after the Olympics. So I had this book in my closet. This is a long story now, but no. I'm going to take you through it. You I had this time. book in you my closet time. when I was grade 11 or 12. They told us to write down all your dreams and goals and what you want to do. I think it was for life orientation or some stupid subject. Um, and in the it back of the book... a stupid subject, yeah? Yeah, I think it was a five-year <laughs> plan. So I was matric and it was a five-year plan to 23 and I wrote down everything I want to do. I want to um, win the World Junior Championships with... Um, a 22 meter plus that I want to go to the Olympic Games I want to make a final I put everything down in a book and I found that book probably a year ago and I was so surprised to see this um, and then after the Olympic Games doing what you wanted to do in your five year plan and you've done it now just adjusting to what what I want to do now um, it's done the yeah. Olympic Games is done now. You, you've been there what's your next step in life you got the ink yeah it, it takes a while yeah. to like get used to it and then just adjusting your goals again so I feel like that's something I, I'm glad I did while I was young so that was a tough year last year, just refocusing everything yeah. and just getting a plan in place to to, to medal again and to do um, not just look at 2024, but 2028 and winning that possibly. So it's interesting going through the Olympic Games and then afterwards having having to readjust everything and readjust your life. Because now you're Olympian and people um, love that and they talk to you about it, yeah. but that's not all you want to be. You want to be Olympic champion or something. And one day when the Olympics and your career is done and you've achieved what you want to achieve, is there going to be a lot of fishing or what's the, what's the, what's the, I mean, long-term plan? Like, 
So I'd like to start the business. Okay. Um, end of the year, hopefully I'll go to Europe, make some money, and then come back, and then have a few ideas. I'll try something like that. I just don't want to sit still. Yeah. But I'd like to start a business, try something. If it fails, it fails. I'll and go on. What's try your something. passion for? What business would you like to? Oh, um, I have a few ideas. So. I've no, I mean you don't have to give it all no, away. No, but I'm just saying, is it something? Like, is it something, you know... No, it's someone that I know that has a business and then this can be a part of their business. So I'm going to go talk to them about them. I'll write a business plan while up in Europe so I can come to them with a solid plan and then... Um, and talk to them about it. But So that's what I want to do. And I'd also like to, if I have something in place, I'd like to stay in coaching, um, be part of athletics, teach young shot put the stuff that I had to learn the hard way, um, that you need an agent, that how it is to compete in Europe, what you need to be successful. Um, all of these stuff because I've had to go through that sort of alone. I'm figuring it out step by step and I'd like to talk to young guys and help them um, on their journey there but I wouldn't coach too much people maybe like four or five youngsters take them through to the senior ranks help them out while they're seniors and then start with a new batch. Okay. So I'd love you. to do something like that yeah. to, to help the sport. So give back uh, to I'd the sport that's that, given yeah. you an opportunity to see the world mm, and compete on the biggest stage. Um, I've always sort of thought about it Athletes don't, and I know that's changing, and I know your, your, your manager agent is very big on planning for life after sport. But like for a lot of guys, I suppose in athletics, there's not a lot of money in athletics unless you are competing in the Diamond Leagues. And you that's have to be top 10 in the world Absolutely. consistently. Otherwise, there's n- almost no money. See us. Um, people are always very uh, surprised when I tell them, I made no money. The only money I made was out of coaching for the first three years after school. I didn't make one cent out of athletics. I think I won a Grand Prix, which was a bit of money in my yeah. first year, but not nothing substantial. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, you have to be top 10 in the world to make some money, and then the South School helps a bit, yeah. and then you get Adidas sponsorship, sponsorship, which helps a bit. You can go to Europe, you can compete, make some money. So then you can start making some money. But to get there, there's not a lot of funding in place to help you carry you for those first three, four years. And I feel like that's where we can improve in South African athletics. I, I know you're still young in your career, and I say that with all due respect because I know you've been doing shot put since you were nine. <laughs> but what is your advice? I mean, if you went back to 2018, just before Junior World Championships, what would you tell yourself now that you've been to Olympics, you've been to a Commonwealth Games, you know, Africa champs? I'd get on a, a structured program earlier. Okay. So um, after the World Junior Championships, I think it was August of 2018, I didn't do much in the gym till 2019, right to the, uh, I, I, I played a bit with the gym, so I went to the gym, but twice a week, I didn't go a lot. And then at the beginning of 2020, before COVID, I got a trainer which wrote a program for me and I started following that program. Obviously, COVID hit. Um, and then afterwards, I was lucky enough to be able to gym at high school. So in the middle of that, I could still train and whatever. And then I really got stronger fast and that helped me adjust to the senior shot. So if I could give myself advice, I'd go back to maybe 17 and then start with a structured lifting program just to get your body used to that. Carl, uh, thanks for coming in. Um, I, I could talk to you forever and, and maybe we will over a braai mm. or we'll do some fishing. Yeah, maybe we can do that. Do whatever you want. But I've no doubt that you're going to do South Africa proud and Krugersdorp proud so that it's not just Brad Binder who's the most famous yeah. person out of your town. Krugersdorp is a great place, yes. <laughs> I, I, I love Don't listen Krugersdorp. to the stories. No, exactly. <laughs> I can uh, cruise around with you. I'll be fine. Yeah, no. Kyle, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck uh, on your travels. Good luck at the World Champs and keep doing amazing work, bud. As I say, I'm a huge fan. Thanks a lot, Sias.